0: Welcome to Foon and Founder. I'm Caroline Finnington, your host. Today, I have Charity Hughes joining me. Charity is a human resource executive and culture architect. She's a people capital champion and organizational development and talent engagement expert and chief member. So welcome, Charity. Hey, Caroline. Great to be with you. So I'd love to hear your story of how did you get into human resources?
1: Oh, I think a lot of us kind of fall into it. Without a a lot of intentionality, (laughs) which has been my experience. I think when you find that you're good at solving the people problems, it, it really falls in your lap. So that's been my experience. And I found that I was
0: very good at it and I really loved it. So here I am. Being in the people business is interesting because there's nothing you can like put your finger on or pulse on and say, this is X, Y, Z, because you're dealing with a human being and all the emotions and everything else. And so it's definitely a unique place to be.
1: It is. People are messy, but I happen to love the mess. So (laughs) that really suits my personality.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, Actually, it's funny that you say it like that because that's a good way to put it. (laughs) So. (laughs) This podcast originated, we follow each other on LinkedIn. I love your content and engage with it frequently. You did a post about company culture and you quoted a recent meeting you had with the C-suite executive. And ultimately uh, you had the conversation laid out. And at the end of the day, this executive had no clue about their company culture. So I'd love to unpack that further for, if you don't mind. Yeah,
1: sadly, this is not an uncommon experience. Um, is really culture is experienced differently at different levels of a company. So you or I, we could walk into the exact same company, and I could experience the culture very differently than you do, even if we're doing the exact same job. Now, obviously, if we're at different levels doing different jobs, then that factors in more heavily. But it really culture is perception, so. It's something interesting that I think executives don't always uh, pick up on because to them, (laughs) the culture looks very different and the things that are important in their day-to-day are not necessarily the things that are important to people at other levels doing different jobs. And that really gets lost because I think we get in our own little echo chambers and the longer we've been at a certain level, the more that sticks. So it's, it's always interesting when you're having these conversations to kind of challenge people a bit and they don't always enjoy it. But, um, I think it's important to keep having the conversations to get people to think more
0: about this topic. The number one reason why people want to leave is they're not happy with the culture at the company where they're currently working and they want to be feeling more valued. Uh, and you're right. It's just about perception too. You know, everybody, different level of employees perception is different, but in general, you know, it's so important that everyone have a good experience. And we can create that. And it's not
1: rocket science, you know, valuing people, making them feel that they're an important part of the mission of the company and that what they do matters. It's simple stuff, but it gets overlooked so frequently in the day to day of, you know, everybody's busy and they're doing their thing and they're worried about what they're worried about. But, we really have to take the time to appreciate the people that we work with.
0: So what are some things companies can be doing to have a pulse on their company culture? Well, there's a lot of different measurement
1: tools. Um, obviously, every company should be doing an
0: annual employee
1: engagement survey. and But they shouldn't do it unless they're actually going to act upon the results. Because sometimes they're very unpleasantly surprised and then they're like, oh, we, we kind of want to brush this under the rug and not talk about it. And that is the worst thing you can do. You have to be super transparent about it, no matter how bad the news is, because the good news about that is then there's nowhere to go but up. So that's a positive. But, you know, definitely doing that. You can do um, pulse surveys that, you know, say you, you have a decision coming up and maybe you can involve people in some little piece of it where they feel that they're valued, that their opinions matter to get buy-in on different things, um, to to get a sense of where people are. And obviously, uh, most companies have really jettisoned the annual performance review because once a year is certainly not enough to be talking to people. (laughs) So, you know, at a bare minimum, I think now we'd like to suggest quarterly. Obviously, I would suggest even more than that if you can do it. And if you have an employee that's struggling, you you really do need to be speaking with them more frequently because everyone should know where they stand. So by having these like constant interactions and letting the employees know that you're reaching out and you're seeking out their feedback and their input, it goes a long way towards you know creating a culture that feels positive for everyone.
0: I think the transparency piece that you mentioned is so important. And so I mean, what does a company do if they send out the surveys, the annual surveys, and they get these nasty responses? I mean, how do they pivot and go from there? Obviously it's easier to brush under the rug, but I mean, I think really rubber hitting the road there and making changes is crucial for improving the culture. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to do that. Like you have to, I've
1: seen frequently where, especially say it's a smaller organization and the founder is still at the helm. People can take these things very seriously, like personally rather, where it's like, this feels like my baby. It feels like an extension of myself. i put my heart and soul into this company and to then get bad news feels like it's really hurtful and personal to me. And we have to kind of take that out of the equation and, you know, look at the fact that people are experiencing different things and they have different things going on in their lives as well that contribute to their perception of the culture and how they feel at work and whether or not they're getting along with their colleagues. So we have to be willing to have the yucky conversations. And that is such a crucial piece that transparent communication piece like you said caroline it is so critical we we cannot have strong healthy companies without it
0: definitely especially when it's better when all the when the employees know the expectations of where what's expected of them number one and then number two how are they contributing to the organizational goals and number three what are the organizational goals anyways they feel more like they're a part of something <laughs> and this is fearing a little bit off the path of company culture, but I feel like all of that's part of it because they feel like they're part of something. Yes. We all want to feel part of something. It's
1: been stressed more with the younger generations now when when they survey them and look at the data because a lot of people want to feel that they're maybe part of, say, a company that is, that they're, that they're green and they're looking at environmentally sound practices and sustainability is an important topic. And for those of us that have been working a bit longer, those kinds of things were just not even on the radar years ago. But let's face it, sometimes, especially when we're starting out in our careers, we're not curing cancer. Maybe we're not working at the company of our dreams. Maybe we're not, you know, doing the job that like lifts us up and makes us excited to get out of bed in the morning. So if you have managers and leadership that can really help people feel connected, like, Hey, we get it. This may not be the dream right now, but you're important. You matter. And here's why. And, you know, showing them how, what you, this piece of what you do links to other important things that are vital to this organization running and really showing that. And and there are times you can show the way that the company functions within the wider world and how that's important. And that may give people a very different sense of what they do and why it matters. And I think that that is not being
0: done well across the board in a lot of companies. So there's a lot of opportunity there. A huge opportunity. I feel like Gen Z is now up to 28% of the workforce. Their generation is just not tolerating it anymore. And you're right, it's very different from those of us with you know a lot of experience under our belt. You know, Those buzzwords weren't even a thing. It was just like, okay, I need a job and opportunity. I'll do whatever. But that generation is coming into the workforce, demanding those things. And it's changing the way that companies are functioning and recruiting them and all the things.
1: I mean, I have a 30 year old, a 28 year old and 27 year old twins. And while I wouldn't say that they're like driven by these kind of different social or environmental issues in terms of the work that they choose, it does matter to them. It is a consideration. So we really can kind of look at that and use that to our advantage that, yeah, we, we may not all be in these companies that are really on the cutting edge of that type of technology or that type of thinking, but it can still matter. And we can still make it a place that is, you know, not just palatable, but attractive to candidates that, with, that are younger with that mindset. So I, I, I definitely think, like you said, the opportunity to do more in that area, it's important. So what happens
0: when companies don't take the company culture piece seriously, they they <laughs> flounder. I mean, it's there's so much data to
1: back that up that you have a revolving door of employees. Your strongest people will leave. Um, you'll be left with more mediocre people that don't have as many opportunities elsewhere. So it just becomes kind of a vicious cycle of circling the drain. Because culture is important and you know, when we're talking about what people valued years ago, and that it wasn't even really on the radar, it was like, hey, I'm grateful to have a job. And if I get treated (laughs) decently, then that's a bonus. That's no longer acceptable. And nor should it ever have been really, but companies need to look at that as an opportunity instead of I see older C-suite people sometimes who they have an annoyance about this, almost like a pushback against it, like, well, I think of like, I don't know, fraternity hazing, like, hey, I had to go through all the hard knocks. So why should it be easier for these younger kids? You know, why should they get all these things that they're demanding and the entitlement mindset and all of that? And it's like, yes, there's some truth to the idea that maybe there are some kids that are kind of in that entitlement mindset, but really they just want basic things. They want to feel good. They want to feel valued. And I don't think that that's something that's should be so out of the question that we just kind of push back and say, no.
0: That's interesting that you say that because I've actually seen that a good bit too. And the ones who embrace it and are more open-minded do a better job overall with not only recruiting that generation, but retaining that generation. And even that includes the millennials too. Um, So the more open-minded you can be as a leader, the better. Yeah, and bringing those younger
1: people in to the fold and mentoring them and showing them that there are career paths available to them within your company and that the opportunity is there. And even if your ultimate goal is to move on to company X or to take a different path, here's how we're gonna support you in doing that. Because so many companies have this very, exclusionary mindset that like, oh, we're not going to invest in anyone's development unless they're basically like an indentured servant, like they're locked into us forever. That is so wrong to me. I mean, it's a terrible mindset because we all should be looking at how are we developing this workforce? Because it's going to go like this, you know, through throughout different companies, where we're going to pass the candidates back and forth and that, that is, it's like content
0: sharing, like this exclusionary mindset. I don't agree with that at all. So I'd love to talk more about guiding principles and key influences when it comes to company culture. Can you kind of elaborate on those two principles and kind of how they go together when it comes to company culture? My guiding principles, um,
1: I believe in employment is a contract, right? So there's, there's all kinds of crazy <laughs> I don't want to say advice, but different things that are put on, on, say, LinkedIn, for example, that get a lot of engagement and they sound very nice and, and they're very kind of employee centric. And I love that. But in reality, they wouldn't work so well. So it's like we have to have that balance of what is going to work in a business sense that lets us all make money so that we can give as many people a good job as possible while taking care of the people so that back and forth between employees and employers and that contract that's, that's made when someone is hired. It's, it's always in the employer's favor. The employer always has the upper hand because they're really the ones that at any moment can say, you know, you you don't work here anymore. So to me, employers that can really lean into giving as much as possible are the ones that will win the ones that aren't looking at employment as simply transactional that have the mindset of we want to be here for you we want to give you as much as we possibly can until we can't and when employees know that and feel it deeply they are going to be there for the company but we haven't had that in a long long time so if if ever really i mean There used to be the days of working for an employer all your life and getting the gold watch when you retire and feeling like there was some element of loyalty there. Not so much. And on on both sides. And it makes sense. So if employers are serious about keeping people engaged and wanting to work for them, they have to be willing
0: to give more. Is there any specific industry that you've seen that maybe does a better job than others when it comes to company culture? I don't know that I would say a specific
1: industry. I think it's more about mindset. So that example that I wrote about on LinkedIn, that particular set of C-suite folks that I was talking to, that was uh, people that worked in banking and definitely tends to be kind of an old school um, conservative mindset in that industry, which makes sense. I mean, we don't want people getting creative with our money, but it does hurt industries like that in terms of culture, when they're not able to move past, you know, this is the way we've always done it kind of thing.
0: So if you're a leader, executive listening to this podcast now, and you are going through the process of taking on the mindset shifts to improve the company culture at your organization, what's a tip you would give to somebody as to where to start? I would
1: say, look at treating people as humans that have intrinsic value not just value on a spreadsheet, not just, okay, this is the productivity number based on this position. Because obviously that's, it matters and we have to do it. But we really have to look at people as individuals that we should have some element of caring that they enjoy their work and are you know engaged in doing it because that's gonna benefit everybody overall. So I could get really woo-woo about it, but I know that that doesn't connect with a lot of people at that level. So let's stick with that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. So as we wrap up, how can our listeners find you? So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um,
1: and on my LinkedIn page, um, have a, a new button that says go to my website and I have all of my videos there on YouTube. So if anyone is interested in learning some different things about, uh, different HR topics and leadership. And, you know, I happen to believe that great HR builds collaborative bridges of understanding between employees and employers. So a lot of my content kind of speaks to both sides of that equation. So yeah, I'd love it if uh, people checked
0: it out. I'll tag that in the show notes too. So thanks again for your time, Charity. Perfect. Thank you, Caroline. It was a pleasure.